0: So what is up everybody hope you guys are doing phenomenal welcome to another episode of matrix unlocked in today's episode i get to sit down with my friend dylan who is a youtube coach and a youtube strategist and he helps people maximize their growth in a very short period of time on youtube so i hope you enjoy this episode and if you do don't forget to leave a comment down below about what you thought and what you thought about how i could improve on the future episodes so without any further ado enjoy this episode So Dylan, first things first, welcome to Matrix Unlocked and now before I go any further I would like you to introduce yourself to my audience about what you do and how you're making an impact on other people's lives.
1: Entrepreneurs online launch on YouTube so they can have success by ranking on the first page of YouTube and really driving traffic to their online business. You know, when I got into business, I was five years old. I actually started by stuffing packaged products with my mom when you're first getting started in network marketing and i'm super excited for the teacher and being in business and being on this podcast
0: absolutely i'm pumped to have you on so uh yeah. the first question let's get to the first question so the thing that i want to ask you right now is given the number of people that are actively creating content on youtube do you think it is possible for someone who's just starting out to actually get a considerable amount of growth in this period which was similar to what was possible a few years ago.
1: Yeah, Um, honestly, currently right now, I absolutely think it's possible to succeed on YouTube because currently YouTube is the second largest platform compared to Facebook, and they are the second largest search engine in the world compared to their parent, Google. And every single hour, they have 500 hours of content Uploaded, which may seem like competitive to you, but during this time during COVID, it really is an opportunity for creators and educators to hop on this platform and really serve their audience online. Because you know, people are having problems; they have lost their jobs, they've lost their businesses, they lost so much. And as online entrepreneurs creating during this time, we should be showing up. And it is so possible during this time in COVID, in this pandemic, to succeed. And there are so many creators as proof of that. For one. I just wanna share some people who are having success. Currently, one of them is Catherine Manning. She These are some people who are large on YouTube currently, who she started a few years ago. At first, she was not having much success. She was just like struggling to get views. And by implementing the correct tactics and things that will actually get her success on YouTube, she has reached over 220,000 subscribers on YouTube. But the more important right. part is that Grown a six-figure business so far, and then there's Vanessa Lau. She's one of my mentors personally, and she has 320,000 subscribers currently on YouTube. And within within the first year alone, she has grown her audience to over 100,000, and she has an over a seven-figure, a multiple seven-figure business currently. And then. Um, I actually just interviewed one of my students online named JF Cubing this week on my YouTube channel. And he surpassed during this time. He's been on YouTube for two months so far and he has gained over 200, nearly 200 subscribers on his channel. But I think that's so powerful for me because he's grown that community during this time. And I think that is a really awesome way to create an audience online and really have that community so that you can really drive to a business or drive to an offer and help people online and that's the thing that I'm more focused about and not the thousands and thousands of people but having that community online and having the audience and he will continue to grow as the years go on and he will continue to grow an audience of thousands and thousands because he's implementing the correct strategy and tactics
0: yeah it's it's just doing the right things and then the results just show up right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So now, given that is off my mind, uh, let's go back to uh, you're 14 or 15. Yeah. You're 14, right? Yeah. yeah. So, how did you end up on YouTube, or more so, why did you end up on YouTube and not on any other platform on the first,
1: right? Yeah. Um, so when I was actually honestly getting started I like in the beginning I was just interested in business But when I was around like eight nine ish I was always really interested and fascinated by all these tech youtubers on youtube such as like I just um, Marcus Brownlee, all these people who are showing up and creating content But it wasn't only like the apple product side and just like figuring out all this tech stuff But it was more so that how they can actually create an income online create an audience on YouTube, doing something they love and create a full-time income online. That to me was really powerful. And I started, as I started to dive deeper, understanding how this platform worked, I found that number one, YouTube was a search engine and that really led to their success on that because they could show up in search solving problems for people online. But then also I found that As a business owner, if you have a business online or you have something that you're really trying to help people with from an online offer or whatever you're really having to make an income, YouTube has residual residual traffic coming to them. So it's continuous. It's not just like a 24 hour cap on Instagram or like a 48 hour post that's going to be showing up. This will last for years on YouTube and it won't be going away. So you can continually be making an income for yourself from one video or you can continually be driving traffic to something you have from one video. And you don't need to be constantly grinding on the platform. You can be doing one video a week by applying the craft tactics so that you can show up and be doing that online. So that's why I was really driven to YouTube in the beginning and I still am currently. Yeah, so uh, I mean,
0: that is great. And what you just said right now, uh, I actually uh, came across a person on Instagram He actually does this for his clients. He builds YouTube channels and then he has freelancers create content and then he automates it and then the cash comes in through YouTube and then he just creates more channels and then just, uh, uh, he captures a lot of channels and then he does the same for his clients. So it's a great business model to get into, especially right now that people are moving online, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Now, what do you think is the biggest reason why a lot of younger creators fail on YouTube in particular? Because as you just said right now, YouTube is not just a platform, it's a search engine. So videos can be ranked even after a year or two years or even three years after
1: it's been posted. So please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think currently right now, well, I actually used to help online, like teenagers and kids on YouTube because I felt myself struggling with that problem in the beginning. So I wanted to give back and help them as well. But currently I'm actually seeing a really high increase during especially during this time winning on YouTube and winning on other platforms as well because they honestly have gotten bored during this time and they've been like I just want to do something and create something around what I love so they've shown up on YouTube on even like TikTok and Instagram and all these other platforms and they've grown an audience and there are so many young creators doing that and while there is the majority who may not understand how to do it or won't be consistent there is a young audience currently who has the drive and is willingly being able to to show up consistently and learn consistently and keep on growing on this platform and wanting to win and those are the kids who will be winning on this platform so I think there are always is going to be that majority but I think right now a ton of yeah. kids on this platform are winning and I think they are doing a great job at it yeah perfect makes sense so
0: coming on to uh, content creation how do you plan out your content and how do you go about distributing it across all the different platforms
1: yeah whenever i really so whenever i have my videos in my channel you always want to be thinking of like an ideal person like a specific person you're really really helping on your channel and when i think about that person i always want to think about what are their current pain points that they're going through what are the main things that they're feeling within what are they having a problem within right now what are the pain points they're going through and i list out all of those pain points that they're having Thing. and then i think okay how can i actually create these in youtube videos how can i solve these problems and these pain points that they're having currently within their youtube within my youtube videos to help them and that's kind of how i get a gist of I might be creating content here about this video and that video. And then after I really do that and get those content ideas stirring up, then I actually start researching all those videos through software such as vidIQ and TubeBuddy. You can get those on Google Chrome, or you can actually download the app for those things. Those will really help you get an understanding of are people actually searching for these problems? Are people actually wanting solutions to what you're thinking your audience will want? So you want to be backing that up with actual data. First of all, come up with the pain points and then have the data. And then I, once I've actually created my, YouTube videos. I think, first of all, I want to say that YouTube is such a, because YouTube and creators have videos that are like 12, 13 minutes long, they can actually outsource and create so much content from one YouTube video. You can create an Instagram quote. You can create like little graphics for your things on Instagram. So my, me, myself, I've actually taken quotes and put them on Instagram, or I've taken like content ideas that I've talked about on YouTube and said them on Instagram stories, all of those things are really great for creating other content from one singular YouTube video. And I think you can really take one piece of content, say it was about like how to like grow, I don't know, it was like maybe about like, how to take care of your garden, and you are specializing in how to take care of your garden and all that, then you could spe- separate from that one video idea and talk about that from a post. You could talk about that on a Facebook like Facebook post there. You could do something like a little like graphic on your, on your Instagram. You can do an Instagram story. You can do so many things from that one content piece. And I think that's really the way that I'm doing it currently. I'm just taking that one content piece and spreading it out through multiple platforms so I can get the most out of that piece.
0: Yeah, you're just repurposing the content in different forms and distributing it across different platforms, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So, so, given that you've been producing a lot of content, the question is, a lot of people raise really, really quickly, the question that comes is, how do you monetize through YouTube, right? So, do you think yeah. it is right to just focus on monetizing in the beginning, or you should just wait for the content to grow up when you should start monetizing
1: yeah, one of the common misconceptions, like especially from like seeing kids within my school or even like adults online, yeah. they always believe that you have to be waiting until you like reach this big milestone until you can yeah. finally start monetizing when that's really not true. And Part of the reason why that happens is because when you're on the platform, you're not truly focusing on the correct audience versus the big audience. You want to be thinking about, so if you were having 100 people who would want to invest in you and invest in what you solve, would you rather have that 100 people or would you rather have 10,000 people who are so-so in what you're kind of teaching? You'd rather be creating that strong community, wanting to invest in what you're saying and and investing, taking that to the next level where you would help them and creating that community through whatever you're teaching on your channel and having that strong community will lead to that monetization in the beginning so you don't want to be thinking about getting that massive audience you want to be thinking how can i build it deep not wide you want to be focusing on how can i create that prop like Create a community full of people who would want to take it to the next level with me or would want to work with me. And once you really take it to that standpoint of like, okay, how can I go deep with these people? You'll find that you'll be creating much more income and money online in the beginning versus having to wait to get thousands and thousands of people because you're not having a deep audience. It's just very broad. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So uh, now, what are some of the best tools that you recommend to creators who are, especially people our age, I mean young creators, who are just starting out on YouTube?
1: Yeah, so when you're starting out on YouTube, I, I found that people, even including myself, I've always thought that because all these bigger YouTubers always have this really fancy equipment, they have all yeah. the, the, everything. So, I found that even myself wanting to get all these like really expensive things and saving up all this money, when in reality I just need to start on my phone. Your phone right here, it has so much power. You can you can shoot in 1080p. You can create thumbnails. You can do all these amazing things. Yes or free from your phone you can edit your videos on your phone and as far as, as actual software goes after just filming the videos and doing all that on your phone you can actually edit your thumbnails and edit your videos from one of the softwares that I like for graphic design this isn't for editing like, th- like this isn't yeah. editing the video but I and I really like using Canva for all of my graphic yeah. design it is free that's it cool. has a ton of templates and that's partially the reason why I enjoy Canva the most because even if you don't know much about graphic design they have so many free templates that you can use in order to just plug and play a photo in your of your video put it in there and create a very very simple thumbnail like that and then if you have an iphone you can use iMovie for editing and that's one of the softwares that i personally still use for myself i use iMovie it's completely free yeah. and i haven't totally heard too much about android editing softwares so i'm not a complete yeah. expert in that sense but i have heard some good things about keen before keen master yeah um, you can get it i think you can it has a watermark if you download it on android but i'm pretty sure you can upgrade there's a lot of other great softwares as well i'm not a complete expert as i said in editing softwares for android but i do know there are some really good options out there as well and then for youtube seo which is really important on your videos like content and then seo ranking and search i would really recommend as i said earlier vidiq tubebuddy those are the top two that you should be invest like You can upgrade if you want, but you can also get the free versions and they will really, really help you out. I personally have the free version so far and I am able to rank my videos and do all the things I need to within those free softwares and they work really, really well. So those are some of the softwares that I would recommend for new creators.
0: Yeah, and something that i have to give you credit for, I mean, everybody who's listening to this, you should follow Dylan on Instagram, especially, because uh, what I use uh, video editing, I use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. Uh, I hope you're yeah. familiar with it, yeah. So, yeah. and I use Photoshop for like quotes and things uh, mm. and all things of that sort. But uh, one day I came across in uh, one of your stories, you shared a tool called Photopia, right? It's like yeah. an on-the-go editing tool. So yeah. it proved to be super useful to me. You know, uh, I while know I it's thinking,
1: like a mini Photoshop. It's like it has yeah, a bunch of the stuff. Absolutely, yeah.
0: So it proved to be super useful, and so I just keep checking on your stories for uh, where while you share some of those interesting tools. So yeah, yeah that uh, so that is probably the best reason you should follow Dylan for, and I'll be leaving uh, a link to your Instagram in the description, below so people can check you out. So thank you. Uh, that's my pleasure, man. So moving on, uh, you know, I was reading some statistics uh i came across online that 90 percent of youtube videos won't even cross a thousand views right so my question to you is what are some of the most important factors for making a channel successful in the long run that you think most people miss out on especially youtube
1: yeah as i first i want to mention that there is always the majority who will always be following just like i want to get it quick i want to get it done but that won't actually be leading to them having success because they're focusing on just getting it quick, getting it done, and there's no structure there. So the first thing that you wanna have, success if you wanna have success on, on your YouTube channel, you of course want to have a very strong foundation to your channel. If you are talking about five things on your channel at once, people won't know why to subscribe to your channel. So you wanna have something called a niche on your channel. That is a specific focus where you're solving a specific problem for your audience and for your viewers so that you know whenever somebody comes across your channel, a potential subscriber, they know I should subscribe to this channel for this specific reason and not because they're doing five other other topics that I don't totally know why I should subscribe. I don't totally know if this is going to be the platform or the channel for me where I'm going to have them solve a specific problem that I am currently facing. So after having that strong foundation, you really wanna be picking a day each week or a few days each week to have that consistency on your channel because that's a really key element and if you want subscribers and if you want those people rolling into your channel and having that growth you need to be picking a few days or a day a week to upload on your channel so you're keeping that consistency youtube favors people who will be consistent on their channel if you post one day or three days on one week and you don't post like until a month later youtube will automatically be like "Mm, i don't like this creator i'm not going to push them as much because guess what they're not uploading on this platform as much as i want and then the third thing would be be to understand SEO, optimize your videos, on YouTube because if you're not optimizing your videos that other people will find it, then you won't be having success. So you wanna understand how can I rank my videos in search? How can I actually get myself in front of other people so that I can solve that problem for others, leading to them subscribing to my channel. You always wanna be thinking about how can I serve? How can I not just take the viewers and the subscribers and have that metric, but how can I actually solve a problem and help them within what they're currently basing on their channel and in their life so those are the three fundamental things i would really really recommend focusing on if you want to have that strong foundation on your channel and really start growing it from the beginning absolutely i mean uh some uh the one
0: thing that you said is it's just so deep that it's not just you're not just being desperate for viewers to come right you're trying to create a community and you're trying to serve people rather than just trying to get viewers quickly right so that is deep and powerful so Coming on to the content, uh, what do you think? uh, I mean, what is your current content schedule in terms of content distribution on different platforms?
1: yeah um you know currently i'm just posting so on my channel i'm posting each thursday on youtube and then on instagram i actually do two posts a week and then daily instagram stories and honestly i use my youtube channel as the main constant for dispersing content in other platforms and mainly right now i'm focusing on two platforms because i want to do what i can manage the best because i'm going to be a student and like what is it a few days because we're starting yeah. school in here in the US and yeah. I have so many things going on that I want to make sure number one I can manage everything that I'm doing and then number two I can take one content piece on YouTube and then spread it out from my Instagram and my Facebook and all those other things so that I'm not having to work as hard to come up with brand new content ideas and that I can stretch the lifespan of one content idea on my YouTube channel. You want to really be focusing on how can I lessen the work for myself by taking one content piece on your YouTube channel or even on like a Facebook post or something that you came up with already and then yeah. spread that on other platforms so you're getting the most out of that content piece so you're not having to work nearly as hard. So that's kind of how I'm doing it currently. I'm also focusing on hiring out outsourcing for my yeah, team yeah, yeah. especially in the business because when you don't have as much time and you can't be focusing on 10 different things, you have to outsource the things you're not good at yeah. so that you can keep doing what you're the best at. So those are, those are some of the things I'm really focusing on currently on YouTube, how I'm going to be dispersing my content and stretching that life form, that lifespan, and also outsourcing online. So yeah, that's some, some of the things yeah. I'm doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, dude.
1: So, what, uh, do,
0: do you think Instagram for you is performing better than YouTube in terms of your experience? Or could you just compare both of those in terms of uh, what you, uh, how you're getting the growth on each of those platforms?
1: Yeah, currently, I always like For me right now, I took a break on YouTube because I already made a whole video explaining kind of all of that, why I burned out on YouTube, some of the things that were really leading to that. So I was sort of focusing on Instagram for a while, just building that community on there so that could translate into my YouTube audience. And that's one of the strategies you can kind of implement if you, that's like a little... Tip If you want to already, if you already have a pre existing audience, if you yeah. start it on something on Instagram or another platform, you can always use that pre existing audience and drive that to your YouTube channel or something else that you already have. So currently, I was having Instagram as a main driver until I started my YouTube channel again. Yeah. But now that I'm posting videos again, I am seeing brand new people popping up, brand new people coming into what I'm doing, and all of that. So I'm really excited to be back on the YouTube train again because. I miss filming videos still, but I also believe that Instagram is really powerful as well. So I really think both of those platforms, even in combination, is really, really powerful to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd
0: probably be coming on YouTube pretty soon, so (laughs) that'll be fun. So. What are some of your areas other than like social media and business and all that kind of stuff? What are some other areas that you're particularly interested in?
1: I'd love to know. Um, You know, currently right now, I am honestly, so I'm doing another, sp- I'm doing tennis outside of school. I'm also yeah. really focusing on the academics in my school because I really am just like, because I want to prepare myself for either like whatever comes in the future. I'm really yeah. deciding like where I want to go. I'm kind of structuring out like, Do I wanna do the whole college route and do all that kind of stuff? I'm trying to figure that out currently. Um, I really am focusing on my brand and my business right now though. I'm working with clients. I'm super excited about that. I'm also taking a business course as I enter the new school year. So I'm really kind of doubling down on that and also trying to do my best to manage my time the best and also kind of like figuring out what's happening currently so those are some of the things I'm doing but I'm really focusing on my brand currently and really developing that audience and community on YouTube and also growing my business as well yeah great so uh,
0: now uh, this is something that you probably didn't know about but now uh, I'm gonna just uh, brief you about it so I have this uh, little segment called choose or lose right so I'll be giving you three choices. Yeah. uh, And I mean, three rounds here, each of which will have two choices. You have to choose either of those and uh, you'll have to give me the reason behind why you did so. Right. So let's just move on to that. So living in a city or living in countryside, what's your choice? Ah,
1: I used to live in the country so I like both. I like the country and the yeah. city both have good different things. Like there's more stuff I guess to do in the city, yeah. but I also like the country because like I feel like the community community was yeah, a little bit actually. better than here. So it's a hard choice. Um right now I probably it depends on the city like if it's LA or if it's yeah. like, you know, but like for now I probably just say country because I I really like our old community where we used to live and yeah, yeah I really love that area I guess. So I guess I just choose country. Yeah, makes sense. So, snowboarding or skiing? Skiing. I actually gone a few times with my mom. That's kind of like, I want to go again. Like I, my brother and dad tried doing snowboarding. It was like really funny to watch them because they were like falling over all the time. But I want to try snowboarding eventually as well. But I have tried skiing for the most part so far. And I want to go, I don't know if we can go up in the winter, but I hope that we can go up in the winter just to try it. out. I've only been like a few times, but my mom's really helped me in that. And it's been fun so far. So, I mean, I'm up for it. You know,
0: I actually uh, was thinking to include uh, paragliding in it but you know, I just had an episode with uh, Joe McCarthy uh, you, nice. you may not know him So uh, I, I told paragliding him and he says it's like scary I did it, I uh, said it to like people You did people. paragliding? <laughs> yeah, I said paragliding and they were like, it's scary So I thought I would- It's it dangerous? It. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're dropping off from the mountain So it's like oh. at a great height, so Yeah, Uh, It is dangerous, but yeah, Yeah. it's for people who are into a lot more adventure. So, uh, coming on to the third one, uh, books or audiobooks?
1: You know, I feel like I've kind of gotten, like, my attention span sometimes feels like it's, like, too short sometimes to read a book. It totally depends on, like, what book it is, but I, like, it's typically... I would probably go for audiobook, only because I like that I can listen to it on the go, and I can be doing two things at once, like a podcast also, like I yeah. can be doing like listening to a podcast and also be like working on something else instead of just having one thing only. So yeah. I guess i probably just choose audiobook, because I like the fact that I can do like multitasking at the same time. So yeah, but I like books too, so
0: yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I'm a book guy too,
1: yeah. So uh,
0: now coming on to the final thing that I have here, uh, let's say you didn't discover the potential of YouTube for yourself and so what would you think you would be doing in terms of business opportunity uh, in and in terms of creating content if not YouTube then what
1: oh that's good um yeah. I don't know I mean I've I probably because I've I've always kind of been interested in the business space anyways I've always kind of been like yeah. surrounded by that I guess and I've always like I've literally been growing up to like motivational stuff like my whole life. So I don't know, like I couldn't imagine not being around that. So I guess I'd probably be doing something in business. Like I've seen like e-commerce stuff. I've been seeing like other stuff around that. So I'd probably be like messing around with some things like that. I'd probably be like on Instagram. And then if I were just like seeing YouTube for the first time, I might be jumping into that too. Who knows? But like, yeah, it would for sure be around business or something like that because I don't know, it just... I feel like that would just be something I'm surrounded in because I've always been in that kind of bubble, I guess you could say. Absolutely. So uh, now we're coming to the end. So
0: thank you, Dylan. I really, really appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me on. I just had a blast, man. I really, really appreciate You you having on. So thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, then don't forget to comment down below what you thought and what you thought I could improve on the future episodes. And until next time, God bless. Be great. Really, really appreciate your time.